Welcome to the 245th episode of Tally Talk. This is Chris. And this is Casey. And we're back from our summer hiatus. Uh, it's been a grand summer. Uh, we got to hang out this past month. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get into the studio when I was in New York. But we're here. Uh, it's August. We've had a lot of things happen in the past month, including our 11th anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who's been following. Don't forget a towel, DFAT, in podcast form, website form, uh, video form. You know, we've done it all. So <laughs> it's been, Yes, it is. It is. I think we probably talked a lot about it last year, too. But like, I've learned a lot these last 11 years about, you know, website management, more people management, like, you know, interviewing people like, I don't know, we've had to do a lot throughout these, uh, this decade. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's taught us a lot of, a lot of stuff. That's right. Including staying up on the geekly news. So right. we're here to continue bringing it, uh, through the ages, of course, on our road to 250 episodes, which we're really close to. So yeah. let's, let's, Let's rock it out. I think we'll be hitting that this year. Absolutely. 100%. But I want to ask you, what have you been geeking out on? Honestly, it's it's really been one piece. Um, <laughs> you know, I was kind of going back and forth and then just like not back and forth on, on it, but between other shows. And then I finally like sat down and just said, okay, let me just just not watch anything else. And yeah it's really good um so that and then um real big into oppenheimer right now uh <laughs> so saw oppenheimer loved it loved the music listening to the uh audio book that biography the pulitzer winning biography that uh christopher nolan based the screenplay off of so i'm on a deep deep dive with this man nice Nice. Yeah, I need to still catch that before it leaves theaters. Yes. Uh, hopefully IMAX. So we will. We shall see. I haven't. I haven't been to theater time. Well, I bought a flash, but um, no. Yeah, you I you to, should see it. Do that. Yes. No, I know. It's like it's like that movie that should be seen in theaters versus at home. So, um, what have I been doing besides traveling? Um. You know, I don't get to go to see many concerts because I choose not to. Um, but <laughs> I went to see Pink Martini in New York City on a rooftop. That was musically geeky. That was one of the coolest shows I've been to ever. Yeah, um, so jealous. So cool, so cool. Um, what else? I I moved on to Final Fantasy three on my uh, my journey. That's your deep Final dive. Fantasies. That's it. <laughs> That's my forever. Uh, deep dives, especially if I ever get to the MMO, uh, which everybody loves. Um, and then I just got caught up on Strange New Worlds, which I watched. Oh, nice. We watched four episodes, including the crossover Lower Decks, which was amazing. Um, Wasn't there a musical episode in there? Too? And then we just watched that musical episode last night, which was awesome. Um, right. So it's really a cool balance of of these these dark episodes and then these light ups. They, I think they're doing a really good job with this season as short as it is compared to other Star Trek shows and whatnot, but it's just the quality and the production is a lot of fun. And, you know, I just, I'm hoping this strike and 
doesn't screw too much up. So we we shall. Oh, see. it's yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen is a. I don't think this strike is getting done until the end of the year. If that, I think they're going to try to sweat them out through the holidays, and I, I just think the big companies are going to do that. But the other thing is, is that so say they come back January, if they try to make it for you know fall, which is still considered TV in some people's eyes, like they can't. You know what I mean? Like they'll have to scramble. CGI will get destroyed. Scripts will suck. It will just, you know what I mean? And they'll just be doing it to try to make money. And I get it. But I also know that like even what we get when it comes back that first time, that first season coming back, it's probably going to suck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I read somewhere where A24 gave everybody what they wanted and they're back to production. So it's yep. just like it's the independent com- studios are OK with it. Yeah, it's right. the, it's the shitty mega conglomerates that are doing this. Yep. And yeah, we're getting much better quality out of studios like H24. <laughs> so it's like talk about later this episode. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk about a few passings Oof. in the media world. So I'm going to start with these three and then we'll talk about Paul Rubens. But uh, first up, we have William Friedkin, uh, the director of The Exorcist. And what was it? French else? Connection. French Connection. That's right. Um we have Alan Arkin, uh, who has been in a lot of things, including Little Miss Sunshine um, and more. I mean, you want to speak on him a little bit? Yeah, he was just one of one of those actors. Again, like, you know, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I think I know that guy. You know, he's the voice in BoJack Horseman. He shows up like he worked with Paul Reiser. He's worked with, like, almost every actor. So, um just one of those guys little miss sunshine i mean like that he was super old <laughs> at right. that point so just kind of always been one of those people who you know but you're like eh, i don't really know who this guy is yeah i lived he was 89 it yeah was a life well lived uh and then manny Cotto, uh who worked on 24 american horror story and more uh that's that's another one right there Yeah, that's just another big loss to like, you know, he's one of those He worked on Star Trek, like he worked on genre stuff. And I not to say I don't appreciate other things like, you know, right now I'm talking about Oppenheimer. It's a real as you can get. But like, I like these people who make a a name for themselves in niche, you know, horror and sci fi and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it will be a loss. And then, as I mentioned, Paul Rubens. Big loss, uh, fighting cans for six years. Huge uh, part of our geekly life uh, from our, you know, from Pee Wee's Playhouse, which was a huge, huge show for so many uh, different people. Uh, started a lot of careers. Uh, Paul Rubens is is an, was an, was an amazing person. And just looking at the number of things that he's in, you know, off the top of my head, um, you know, his his involvement with like Tim Burton after helping Tim Burton, you know, get get a start and whatnot um, with Batman returns and then returning as the penguins father in Gotham. That was a big thing that I thought was a really neat connection for him to come back for Uh, Paul Rubin's voice acting in a lot of different things. I remember Buffy the vampire slayer, the movie um, as a vampire. Um, Just, just so much. I don't, 
anything else you want to touch on there? No, it's just peewee, man. You know, huge, yeah. huge part of uh, my my childhood. I the peewee. I mean, this isn't Paul Rubens necessarily, but peewee's uh, music from the movie is like one of my favorite musical yep. scores of all time i showed my daughter that specific opening because <laughs> we were talking about danny elfman and i was like well you should watch this and she was like who's this guy you know what i mean and i showed her more peewee stuff so like you know and i want her to you know i want kids to still know how great peewee is so yeah that is, is a big loss yeah it was normalized normalizing being weird uh, yeah. And I think that's one of the best things to think about here is that there's not a cookie cutter uh, way to be and that, you know, the person that Paul Rubens was, uh, like I said before, just had a lot of um, influence on others in Hollywood and helped get a lot of careers started and made a lot of people happy. So a moment yeah. of silence for all of those talents. All right, let's let's get into the news because uh, we've we've had a you know like I said we've been out for a month, uh, and San Diego Comic Con happened uh, during that time, so we have some news from that uh, along with other stuff. But you know as usual, let's get started with our genre stuff with Marvel, uh, Deadpool three. Uh, this is a little bit of old news, but this is this is great because this is probably you know the one the one Marvel movie that i'm really excited to see uh there's there's a lot of things going into this movie uh, ahead of time was like is disney going to do an r-rated movie will they allow deadpool to be deadpool but uh from what we've seen so far <laughs> amazing including uh not only deadpool's new costume but we got our first look at hugh jackman in the classic wolverine yellow colors yeah I mean, that's it, right? <laughs> You've got Wolverine looking like Jim Lee's Wolverine. You know what I mean? You know that others are going to come back. Uh, I guess the bigger question is like, what is this? You know what right. I mean? Like, what what is this movie? Is it, you know, you suggested Deadpool kills the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the Fox Cinematic Universe, as it were. Um, I don't think they'll do that. They'll put in some weird world ending thing but maybe i mean it's deadpool right like in ryan reynolds i'm sure like those th that series is actually one of the best deadpool series that there is like as far as like comics go so who knows uh i i'm excited you know that's it yeah and then this return of jennifer garner's electra you know people <laughs> despised that movie along with you know daredevil um which for the time daredevil was like this introduction to comic book movies that was a hit and a miss at the same time there was like these elements but that electra movie was pretty bad it's hot um, garbage yeah it is uh for the character so yeah. i like jennifer garner don't get me wrong and i think that her coming back in this role is interesting and that's why i'm kind of like what are they going to do with it will we see a ben affleck daredevil which would be pretty sweet to see in all honesty um <laughs> you know so i i just i would love to see it in this regard right it's like a comedy action movie that's yeah rated r and they can kind of do what they want with it and poke fun and i'm i'm excited to see so we'll uh when does this movie drop 
<clears throat> next, next year? year. I mean, year. earlier, remember, it got moved up. So right. May, maybe, I think, something. February, maybe again, like the first one was. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the one movie that we know is happening on time. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, there was there was rumors of a Black Panther video game coming out. Uh, we had seen what was it? It's, it was a crossover game between Captain America and Black Panther that was in the works. But this is a yeah. straight up official uh, Black Panther third person single player game by EA. Uh, and it's official now. So I'm I'm actually really excited to see what comes out of this because we have some other things on the horizon, including that Wolverine game. Uh, so what do you what do you think about this? So just to confirm, is that Black Panther game coming out? That's it's that's the question, right? Is it still a part? Is this it? Is this the Captain America game? I don't know. I because I don't see anything kind of here with the Captain America one included, which was a World War II game, which yeah. was not T'Challa, but it was like his grandfather or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This that was going to be something different. Yeah, because I think that would that's from Skydance Interactive, and that's supposed to be helmed by Amy Hennig. Hmm. Oh, for Uncharted fame? Yeah. Who also probably helped that Star Wars game, too. So that's, yeah, that's really interesting. Maybe both are coming out. I mean, this is like, why not? Yeah, I, exactly. If they're just going to keep pushing out these Marvel games, I mean, we've had a lot, like kind of a a lack of comic book video games where I think that a lot of them have done really well, if done Mm -hmm. correctly. Um, You know, dating back to games like even, wolverine origins or the punisher game um the lat the lack of these kind of games existing within such a big comic book bubble right now uh i don't know if it's it's just i want to see and that's the thing about what dc and james gunn is doing as well it's like how do you balance all of that and tell a story across all of it so we'll see see what happens uh you're a big bones coffee guy and this spider-man gift set did you pick it up yet I I didn't. It's expensive, yeah. but it's cool, and I might still do it. And but they also will like drop things in price a lot too. I see they just they also put out Indiana Jones and Haunted Mansion flavors too. So anyway, yeah. That, honestly, I'll probably get it. I just I love Spider Man so much, and I love Bones Coffee. So yeah. <laughs> and I might it. keep the packaging. Yeah, you get a cup. You know what? I think they dropped it down in price. I think it was 75. It is 75 with shipping. That's what it is. How much coffee yeah. did you get for that? Uh, Not a lot. 17 wow. ounces. Holy shit. Yeah, it's right? Expensive. All right. Um, anyways. So that's, that yeah, let me know. Yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll leave a link in there if you're uh, y'all interested in that. Um. Let's jump over to comic news uh, with Thunderbolts, the movie apparently on the horizon somewhere. Uh, we have a new Thunderbolts series coming out uh, from Marvel. Uh, this time, the Winter Soldier will be leading a new strike force to deliver justice like lightning, as, as this Marvel article states. Uh, it's going to be written by Colin uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Uh, you know what? I, 
I like this idea. Uh, I always did like the Thunderbolts, Suicide Squad, all those kind of teams where you kind of bring in bad guys and cross them with good guys and do secret (laughs) missions. Yeah. This time we got Black Widow, Sharon Carter, uh, White Widow, Red Guardian, U.S. Agent, and Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. So that's that's fun. And then also with Contessa, Valentina, Allegra, Dave Fontaine, um, you know, with... Uh, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's character in the MCU. We're yeah. all driving this. We're all driving this theme forward uh, to make people, you know, familiar with the characters that are about to really push on the big screen. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good lineup of people too. Yeah. And then speaking of MCU stuff, uh, you know, they kill Kamala Khan in the comics, only to bring her back almost immediately within the, you know, the Hellfire Gala. As a mutant, uh, matching matching her up with her MCU counterpart, I you know I don't know how I feel about this stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's making more accessible to fans of the character who had a popular show. Uh, you know, so what do you how do you feel about this? You know, just kind of killing off characters to rebirth them. I mean, I think it's stupid. <laughs> Uh, but but it's been stupid. You know right. what I mean? Like, this isn't the first time this has happened. It might be the first time it's happened within, like, two months of each other. Uh, you right. know what I mean? Like, that's just dumb. But, like, you know, I remember when Death of Wolverine is, like, the latest, you know, newest one uh, big character that's died recently, I think. And, you know, we all knew the dude has come back from, like, an Adam before. You, you know what I mean? Like, he ain't dead. <laughs> So it's just dumb. It's a dumb marketing ploy and I hate it. And that's I guess that's really where I stand. So another another big marketing <laughs> ploy um, <laughs> is to uh, take a character and then make new characters out of the that theme, um, like the Punisher, for example, here. Uh, so at the end of Jason Aaron's run, something happens to Frank Castle. Right. And so. We have this new Punisher, Joe Garrison, a retired S.H.I.E.L.D. agent uh, who is, quote unquote, pulled back into action to take up the legacy of Frank Castle. And so we'll be getting this new run um, from writer David uh, Pepos, uh, who has been writing a Moon Knight limited series and artist Dave Watcher, uh, who's been working on IDW's Ninja Turtles uh, franchise for a long time. So, you know, they've this isn't a new concept, kind of like what we just said about Kamala Khan. I mean, they compare this to like what they did with Ghost Rider and Danny Ketch in the 90s. What do you how do you feel about expanding the mythos of a character by, you know, introducing it as basically reinventing it as a as a new version? This one I'll have to read. Initial thought is this is stupid, Um, but you know, it asks the question, is Frank Castle the Punisher? Is Punisher Frank Castle, right? Like the Batman thing. And we've seen a lot of other Bat people, and they do just fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't take away from what Batman is as a symbol. So if the Punisher skull is the symbol, at that point, I guess who, you know, I guess it's sure. Let's see what which, happens. Which is questionable since Marvel seemingly wanted to move away from the Punisher well, that's the thing. The like, symbol. Are you killing people? Like, 
is it still murderous or is there like some weird PG-13 version of this that, you know, armed forces don't slap on a bumper sticker? So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or maybe they're just like people got mad at us and we don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> this is our compromise. Yeah. I don't right. know. Well, I, that, I thought the compromise was making it the, the hand symbol um, skull. So I, right. I don't know either. Like like you said, I'm going to check this out, um, give it a chance, and see what, what they're doing with it. And see what has happened with Frank Castle. Because I still need to read that Jason Aaron run as well. Exactly. Uh, a couple other things that are actually fun of note uh, with Halloween fast approaching. Uh, Marvel has announced a return of a classic horror comic, uh, Crypt of Shadows. And so this will be a mini anthology uh, featuring, you know, different horror characters from Marvel. Uh, this drops, you know, this is a this is a one stop uh, one shot, and it's going to include five stories. Very exciting, actually. I love I love this kind of stuff. I've actually pre-ordered a few different uh, Halloween comics. We'll talk about another one uh, in a couple of minutes here. But um, yeah, I do. You, do you like to read this stuff or pick them up for fun? Yeah, I mean, it's fun, right? Like, I don't know if I need, you know, I probably just read it online. I don't know if I have to buy it, but I love horror. And <laughs> I like when, you know, after 75 years of some of these characters, like, you can get weird, do some weird shit. And I'm I'm there for it more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and then also, in the same light, Trick or Read. Uh, which is the second annual um, offering of this. Very similar to what they do for free comic book day, but this is, um, you know, Marvel will be handing out free comics to kids at participating retailers, which is another great way to get kids on board. Uh, we're looking at Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Moon Knight, Star Wars, and more being uh, featured in this. Uh, and it seemingly is like some reprints of comics that have already been dropped. Uh, but this is, again, like I said, a great way for kids to get into reading comics. Yeah. And that JRJR cover is awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's jump over the pond uh, to Superman uh, Legacy News because we we got an announcement of some really great stuff from this. Uh, and, you know, this is a little bit of old news, but at the same time, I think it's important to talk about. I, you know, when this happened because they dropped it so hot and heavy, right? They announced they announced Clark and Lois, um, and then all of a sudden they were announcing <laughs> Mr. Terrific and Guy Gardner and Hawkgirl. So we have Isabella Merced, Eddie Gathagy, and Nathan Fillion uh, playing, playing these roles. And I guess the big thing from the mouth of babes um, is why do we need so many characters in this movie uh, because we've seen this kind of issue with DC already where it's taken away from the main story, right? Um, yeah. But I, I always beg to differ where movies with more ensembles seem to have done better. When you look at the top Marvel movies, what are they? They're Avengers movies. They're, they're big ensemble movies. So what does James Gunn what, and Peter Safra, what do they do in order to really 
I guess, reinvigorate the comic book movie scene. I mean, Nathan Fillion is one thing, right, where we've wanted to see him as Green Lantern. I was always like, oh, he's getting too old to play this play a part, period. But it really depends on, like, the aging and what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and him as Guy Gardner actually really piqued my interest. I think that it's an excellent casting. Uh, but how do you do that? Do you do it where, like, JLI has already been established? We have these Silver Age heroes in existence. It's the right approach, uh, in my opinion. And the way I see it is kind of them building it the way that they built out the animated series from the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, I James Gunn and Nathan Fillion are, you know, best friends. So <laughs> like, he's going to be there. Uh, the rest of the casting, you know, I'm I'm excited for everything. You know, after you said that Justice League cartoon idea where they basically are all just in, you know, around Earth. <laughs> they all kind of know each other or they don't, right? Or they go and they don't know each other. And this is them meeting all of these heroes for the first time, which I would be a thousand percent okay with. You know what I mean? I, I started watching that in between One Piece and, you know, I thought that that was a cool thing. Like, Flash doesn't know Wonder Woman and they don't know their power sets and they don't know how to work together. And that would be pretty freaking cool. It sounds like Guardians. <laughs> it does. And, you know, if anybody can and if anybody can do an ensemble movie, yeah, it, it exactly. is James Gunn. Yeah. So um, I'm up and down in this. I, I know that I know that it's in good hands. My my biggest issue, I guess, is how long will a superhero bubble last? Uh, especially with the spider strike and what will it do so yeah. those are on un, unanswerable questions at this point uh, the other the other casting was anthony Carrigan, uh who was actually in he played zaz in gotham um and he's has other really good um roles to note as well great actor he's gonna be playing metamorpho uh which is another obscure character one of james gunn's favorites and with Mr. Terrific being cast, um, there was a lot of other ideas here about the Terrifics, uh, which is mm. more of a recent comic book run. Right. Uh, and then we also had some r- rumored castings oops, of, of Plastic Man as well, uh, another James Gunn favorite. So I can see all this happening, uh, especially since, like I said, Superman is being established into a world where superheroes already exist. Um, Superman's already into his career. Where do they go from there? But I'm really happy to see these this other casting as well. Yeah, those those actors that you just mentioned also both fantastic in their own right. So um, definitely Anthony Kerrigan. Who they who was the person they said they were going to be for Plastic Man? I remember that was Mulaney. Really, John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know. That would, be, would great, be great, right? <laughs> yeah. It's probably true. Plastic uh, Man's solo movie is like I told you when I heard that. That's what James Gunn needs to do because he's not nice. He's kind of an asshole. He's, you know, I just think it'd be great. Yeah. No, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, another thing to mention here is that Gunn has said all movies prior are not canon, which seems to include a lot of his his own movie the suicide squad right does it include peacemaker like wh- how does this work you have these characters coming in including this next thing where gal gadot says that she is going to be working with uh the dcu to make a wonder woman three so 
you act like these 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 movies didn't exist. You go in new canon, right? Like it's it's kind of confusing. But again, he did say he was going to take the best aspects from you know what you know what was set up before with the DC films, and then kind of usher it into the DCU. Yeah, I think the only way to do it is to wipe the slate clean. You know, even his old stuff, you know, he's probably working behind the scenes to see if he can figure out how to get Peacemaker to work into whatever this new thing is, you know, like, do they do a mind wipe? Like, I don't I don't know what the thing is, but yeah, because otherwise, yeah, you can't. There is no Snyderverse, you know, it's just not there. There is no key in like, just take it all out. But it's weird, though, because you have Waller is basically a direct sequel to peacemaker the suicide squad right yeah suicide squad so it all kind of like this legacy build-up right and then vigilante is coming back sooner than peacemaker season two which i'm assuming is in waller because we're gonna have that team you know so i guess you could just kind of uh, i guess you just kind of go with like make it as you go right you say (laughs) this works this works (laughs) but peacemaker worked really well but then all of yeah. a sudden you have like Ezra Miller at the end of Peacemaker. What do you do? Like edit that out? You know, like, I, I don't know. Uh, it's really confusing to me. And that's why I'm kind of iffy on the whole concept. But we'll see. We'll see. Something that's really exciting, though, is we've been a big fan of DC animated movies for so long. Um, I mean, there's probably a handful that aren't good. <laughs> and that's about it. Now, they've always been released to digital um, streaming services, but per James Gunn, uh, we're expected to see some of these animated movies on the big screen. What do you think about that? We did it with The Killing Joke, and it worked out fine as a cinematic release. Sure, if you're trying to build one, one big thing, that's fine. I just don't know... You know, I don't know how movies do animated like that. You know what I mean? Because, like, do you, I would imagine go to less screens yeah. than a normal release, even though Pixar would go to the same amount of screens. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. What makes the difference between that versus your other animated movies? Like, the ones yeah. they're doing now. Um, pretty good quality. Good writing. I what is what is the difference is it just it's connected to your dcu uh it continues your storytelling it's just you know that's it right it's it's interesting because the budget is is lower right so you're gonna make more money on these so it's probably not a bad move to try to stay ahead of of the curve uh but i guess we'll see what that means but in the meantime we there were two new dc animated movies announced uh, including Watchmen, which was a surprise, and uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths animated movie, uh, which I I don't know the approach on that. They've been kind of able to go back and do this, like, say, the Batman one that took place in the 70s. How do you treat Crisis, which was a, such a big you know, storyline in the 80s that kind of brought everything together um, and made made the whole DC storytelling easier um and more accept like i guess accessible to new fans what is what is the point here because you just kind of did a rebirth thing with your animated and animated universe from dark side war into this new format 
what does Crisis on Infinite Earths do? Do they just do an adaptation of that story and it doesn't mean anything for the other? That's what I hope. Yeah, I don't think this is going to have any effect. It's just, quote unquote, Elseworlds from that. Um, the Watchmen one, I think I told you, I think this is stupid. I think not only is Zack Snyder's Watchmen still very good, you know what I mean? I think they did a great job with it. I also think when he did the Tales from the Black Sails or whatever that part is, like as an animated sequence, like that fits into the overall. So now you're just going to go and like, what's the length going to be? Like you're going to do it as a three-part movie cut into sections one and two, probably. I don't know. Like, I guess I'm also a big Watchmen fan and it's not like I won't watch it. It's just like, uh, yeah, I guess that's the other side of it is like if the animation is really freaking cool and I'm seeing Rorschach and, you know, the comedian beat people up in cooler ways, then, yeah, OK, I'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, you know, with the success of that one season show, which was one of sure. the best TV shows, I think, in my time. opinion, that I've, yeah. you know, that is on one of my top lists. Uh, and it's a one and done because, you know, Liminoff is just like going on a high note. Uh, we're not going to continue this. So there's there's room to work with stuff like that. There's room to work with the other Watchmen series that they did uh, after DC took over that. Um, I forgot what, what years that was. But there there are other stories to adapt versus just doing a remake of the original story. Right. Yeah. Any, anyways. Um, anime anime is getting more and more popular it's it's always been popular but you know with my adventures of superman being out now which has been getting rave reviews um i haven't had a chance to watch it i started it um but i i've been reading more and more where it's just it's stellar so we have another anime uh coming out it's going to be based on suicide squad uh which is going to be a series and you know i i think this is another good approach i you know it's if you can get super violent, you can get some anime stuff going with Joker, Harley Quinn and more. I'd, I'd love to see this. I think that uh, the more you do in this regard to, you know, get in touch with other fans uh, to bring people in through other genres. I think it's a good way to do it, um, especially since DC takes that walk on the dark side more often than not. Yeah. I mean, this to me is just genius, to be honest with you. Like, the studio that they paired with it has done, they did the first three seasons Attack on Titan. You've got Spy X Family in there, that Vinland saga that's out on Netflix. Um, Yeah, they're going to be able to do such awesome stuff with this. (laughs) And like you said, it reaches a whole new audience. So, you know what I mean? Like, I, I... as I've been getting more back into anime, um, this is checking off some boxes, just like Visions does with Star Wars. It's just like, yeah, please, if you can do that kind of, they should do that. Another anthology, like An anthology, yeah, it would crush. So, yeah, I mean, they've had a success with their other anthology movies yeah. or whatever you want to call them. I always loved it because you could touch on these characters that maybe not you're not able to do a full feature on, 
but you yep. can do a five to 10 minute short and people love them and buy them up because you've done three or four already. So, and I would love to, see, like you said, I'd love to see it kind of get that vision treatment as well. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. And like I said, Avengers of Superman, I need to, I need to catch up on that. So yeah, same. Uh, and then for the kids, uh, we got a little Scooby-Doo and Crypto 2 headed our way, uh, animated movie featuring two of Warner Brothers' most famous dogs. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll probably end up watching it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you got a kid, so. Yep. It'd be good for that. Um, over the comic side of things, one of the one of the biggest things i guess to come out of dc comic news uh was this justice league versus godzilla versus kong crossover which honestly this kind of stuff is is goofy sometimes but this this is like this is really big and epic seemingly you know with legendary being involved in it. it's gonna be a seven issue comic book collaboration between dc and legendary um we'll watch titans fight titans fight titans so uh i i pre-ordered the first issue i think i got like the jim lee cover uh just for you know that reason uh but it's not something i'll I'll buy all the issues for but definitely read on the app because i'm it piques my interest yeah this is um i'm in (laughs) i like all those things (laughs) sure bring me more kaiju you know super super you know, heroes fighting kaiju is always good in my mind. <laughs> well, that's that's funny because this next one uh, is kind of up that alley too with Beast World. Uh, we got Tom Taylor, Ivan Rice, and Travis Moore. Uh, they'll bring us Titans Beast War, uh, where Beast Boy becomes Starro uh, somehow, and they have to deal with this in a major crossover event. Uh, with the Titans being the big flagship superhero team uh, taking over for the Justice League as the leaders of the DCU. uh, This is uh, a small-scale crossover that's going to be happening. It's a cool idea. I mean, I love Titans. I like this team. Bring it on. Yeah, it sounds fun, right? That's -hmm. that's really kind of where I want to go with a lot of my reading these days. It's just, oh, is this interesting? Yeah, it actually is. So, uh, 30 years later, uh, we just actually got the death of Superman anniversary earlier this year. Uh, we've got the announcement of the return of Superman. So if you take a look at this on the pre-orders, uh, they have, this is a special one shot, but you can actually get different variants featuring the different Superman from Reign of the Superman, uh, which I was very tempted because that was a big initiative that, you know, <laughs> that I loved. And I love, I, I, I liked a lot of the characters that came out of that, uh, and the story they told. So I, I've already pre-ordered my one issue, not the, not the four, the four copies, but, um, yeah, I mean, 30 years, this is making me feel old. We are old. I know. Um, I'm going to order this right now. I didn't even know this was a thing. I'm literally ordering it as we're talking. There you go. There you go. You're making the sales. I, you know, I, I was in it, right? Like I got pulled yeah. out of school, like to go do this. Um, even though I never liked Superman and my uncle just didn't accept that. But, um, either way, uh, I was part of that cultural history of it. And I definitely bought all the subsequent stories. Obviously at that time, there's limited African-American superheroes 
So, you know, I, cl- you know, clung on to steel a bit more, but yeah, I, I liked them all. Definitely Superboy. That, that was uh, also awesome. Yeah. Connell is, is, is awesome. But to yeah. mention steel, I mean, look, I mean, steel has had, is still around today, has yep. his own series. Michael Dorn's writing it, you know, so it's, these characters have been around for 30, 30 years, years now and they didn't <laughs> yeah. go away, right? Eradicator. <laughs> Um, Superboy, Steel, and what was the other one? It was just um, oh, Cyborg Superman. Yeah, so awesome stuff. Um, Star Wars news. Uh, this is this is actually something I'm really excited for. This is something we've been waiting for. Um, the Lando series, which was teased and teased and teased, and made me want to like get really mad at Kathleen Kennedy for continuing to tease things and cancel things and whatnot. But Donald Glover is is going to be involved with writing this and i think that's really important uh for the you know for moving forward with the production of this show now what that means with the strike and whatnot i don't know you know so here's the thing i don't know i thought about it more and my initial thought was excitement and then i thought about it more and it continues to do the thing that i've been hating that star wars has done and it will make the world smaller. If you announce this TV show following Solo, I would have been like, yeah, mm. let's go see what happens. Like, let's see this bridge, you know, just what they're doing with the Batman. Let's see the cinematic version go into TV and continue that story. And I would have signed up day one. Now I'm kind of like, for what? Like, wh- where? When? This is all pre four. Like, I've already learning it in Clone Wars, in Rebels, mm. in Bad Batch, like partly in Ahsoka, I'm sure. Like, why? <laughs> like, so I'm just like, I when I really think about it, and it's it's the same thing that's happening with superheroes right now. When I'm drilling down to it, I just don't care as much. Yeah, it's it, you gotta you gotta look for quality entertainment, right? So yeah, that's what they need to get back to. They can't just and I. I don't even care about making the universe smaller, but you have to tell good stories. You can't just be like, oh, here's Obi-Wan. Ugh. Yeah. And we have to bring you know, Darth that's Vader. the thing too, right? It's like everybody's so excited Darth Vader is here. Like, I don't want to see Darth Vader in Obi-Wan's show. It just it not just the way that we saw him. Right. Exactly. You could have just been in his ominous presence, right? And and not cross paths and blah blah blah. So what do you do yeah. with Lando? I mean, the the good thing about Lando is that Stories, even even before the EU, there were those Han Solo books with Lando. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff that they did. Where if you give me a good like a smuggling show or like a, I'm gonna like it, that, right? Yeah, I mean, just make it good quality. And I think that yeah. if Donald Glover is involved, I think that maybe we there's more of a maybe possibility to see that. Right, um, and right. he's probably my one of my favorite roles from you know, from the new Disney stuff. So yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I want to be positive, but you know, my views on star Wars as well. I do. So, uh, moving over. So let's, start, jump ship. Yeah, let's jump <laughs> ship. Let's, let's jump over the enterprise. Um, I just mentioned Halloween issues. This is, this is one that's coming out. It's called hollow. <laughs> it's a mini series. Hmm. I think it drops weekly. Uh, so we get all these different anthology stories from IDW, an issue per week through October, uh, which, you know, I I'm I think I picked up the first one 
with the cool variant, but I think I'll go back and maybe pick up the trade of all four um, if I decide to do so. Great idea. Love it. Love that cover. This like Medusa character. It's just cool. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, Lower Decks is uh, just like I just mentioned, they just did that crossover event with Strange New Worlds. We have season four heading our way next month in September. Uh, but Lower Decks is headed to the big screen for Star Trek Day and also an interactive novel dropping in 2024. Um, you know, I mean, I, uh, this show is extremely smart. Um, the way they kind of play it in, in strange new worlds is, is really interesting as well to kind of explain the difference between the writing and the way they talk and, and all these different things, even mm. still dropping these uh, like really crazy, like references during that crossover, um, while trying not to disturb the space time continuum and things like yeah, that. Um, interesting. Yeah, Star Trek's doing a lot of smart things, and I think that if people, you know, are big Star Trek fans, they'll find a lot of worth in the show if you don't watch it. A lot of re- really great references, and also a really great way to get into the show um, if you want more of a lighter take on things. So, good stuff. That's cool. Uh, and then last up, the first animated Star Trek of all time was the original series continuation. Um 50th anniversary is coming up, and so they're going to do a comic um, based on it, kind of a continuation of those stories. But we're also going to get animated promos featuring characters from other series, including Riker, Hork, and Saru. So uh, those three actors will be um, taking on the roles once again, um, and they'll be doing these shorts in that style of animation, which I thought was a really cool announcement. This is so crazy. They really are going all in with Star Trek, man. I Firing know. in all cylinders. But it's kind of, it's scary, too, because I don't understand what happened with um, with Prodigy, which is another little bit of news where it was. And yet we have a season pending and they're shopping it around and people are like, what happened? This was a show that was actually highly reviewed well. Uh, was a great jumping on point for younger audiences for Star Trek, which is kind of the thing about Star Trek is it's made for adults, um, which was one thing that I had a problem kind of relating to it as a kid. Uh, but now I've grown to really appreciate it more. And, and when I've gone, went and gone back and watched some things, I, you definitely see that. So I I don't know exactly what to think of this, but I'm I'm hoping that this isn't kind of a sign of things to come. Yeah, and it got pulled off. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. Because 20 episodes of season two are done. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't understand any of this stuff with these shows getting canceled like this. Is it our? Is it the streaming thing? Is it? Yeah, our, it is. We're looking yeah. at this crisis. You know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens after the writer's strike, as we mentioned yeah, before. If yeah. they have to repurpose things or I don't know, maybe things go to syndication. I, I don't know. But what I do know is it's time for some commercials and we'll be back with more Tower Talk. Defet Comics is the publishing branch of Don't Forget a Towel.com, the only place to travel geekly. 
focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We are back from those commercials, and let's talk crowd sorcery. Uh, we're both fans of Shadowrun, and so the newest kickstarter which was funded in under 40 minutes apparently is called <laughs> Shadowrun takedown um you know what i i love anything cyberpunk this is a board game which uh you know it's a big big deal because i love one to four player cooperative games because i can actually play by myself if i really want to yeah no this is uh you know i bought a um a solo rpg kickstarter i I backed it um because i was like "Eh, you know i never get to play and i tried it and it was cool i was surprisingly like in that one you're still kind of using your imagination you're doing like a lot of the roles and like coming up with like the combat but something like this it's like they already took all the guesswork out of it (laughs) that's what i liked about those some of those D D ones too uh it's just it's all set up for you. It's a it's a one seating thing. Yep. If if that's kind of your pace, then I you know you want to kind of get into light role playing. That's I recommend it. So, um, also on Indiegogo, uh, let me have, talk about this one. Yeah, do it. Just take it because I thought this was Jason X. Just really well, so here's the thing. This it's called Neon Fear. It's supposed to be. It's on Indiegogo. It's supposed to be Blade Runner meets Friday the Thirteenth. They're looking for 35. No, they were looking for only a few thousand dollars. I can't remember, but they've raised almost 35,000. How much? Wow. They were looking for 39, $3,972. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't look real. Like it looks like it's made from mid journey. All of these images are AI. I have a feeling this is not real. So this is a warning <laughs> that if you back this, you probably are not getting your money. Haley Heavy Metal, who is the only, as her first time campaign, I don't think so. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem, I don't know. There Things is a trailer, though. I, I just, it doesn't seem right. Well, that's the thing about AI these days, right? Yeah. You don't know what's real anymore. This show might not even be real anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> if I'm real. Um, but that's a good wording, honestly. I When I look at this, it's just like all of these images are different. <laughs> yes. Show me the mask. You know what I mean? Show me like the trailer even that they use is clips from a bunch of other movies <laughs> like that are any... Like the scenes have nothing to do with Jason. Like you never see him in that mask doing anything. 
So I so the only defense I will all. say is seemingly there is a bunch of replicants of Jason. Um, so that would explain, quote unquote, explain why everything looks so different. But like you said, be careful. Be careful. Yeah. Fire. Um, things you don't have to be careful about. Uh, <laughs> these next uh, comic book news from our indie publishers, Eden's End. Um, this this just gets me. I love Graham Morrison. I love Liam Sharp. Um, this is a prehistoric sci-fi series. Uh, I don't know if it's up for pre-order yet. Uh, no, actually, no. It's only through Xanadum, right? Right now, the Substack. Yep. Ouch. So, how does that work? Will it go to the publisher? Typically, um, typically, people like uh, Blue, the Blue Book, um, which I just found out because I've also been doing a lot of geeking out on aliens uh, since that discovery. Um, so the blue book was a real thing like it was like the fbi's section like the x-files to go and investigate uh ufo sightings and james uh tiny onion um did it on his Substack. and if you you know paid the monthly fee or whatever you got to read the book first i don't know if you ever got a physical copy but now it's out through i believe either image or dark horse or maybe Boom, because he works with Boom, too, with some that's killing right. the children. But anyway, um, yeah, typically you read it online, and then you can you can get it. Okay. Yeah, I hope so. I, I want to get some Liam Sharp covers. I, I want to experience this. Um, Dark Horse. Should... Blue Book. Yeah. Okay. Dark Horse. Awesome. But um, next, speaking of Tinian the fourth, um, Image has a couple of really interesting pre-orders coming up, including a Transformers series, which kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that Image was doing that. Um, but they're also doing Universal Monsters, Dracula. Uh, and this will be by Tinian and Martin Simmons. Uh, I, I pre-ordered this. I, I think I found a really cool variant for it, actually. But this, I, I wasn't really sure that Image was doing genre stuff. Uh, and I was really excited for this. Okay, this is different too. That's oh, I didn't cool. show you this. You did, but I, okay. I guess I didn't look into it. So this is a, so they've got to deal with Universal. So so here's the thing, Skybound, which is Kirkman's baby. Mm -hmm. Um, he, I, I don't know if you remember this years ago. I think when Bumblebee started, mm -hmm. um, he got joined to do the cinematic universe. So Micronauts. G.I. Joe, Transformers, blah, blah, blah right? Mm -hmm. And then we didn't really hear anything about it. Like, we got Bumblebee, and I can't say what I know about Rise of the Beast, but I understand <laughs> there is something in there. So this whole thing is, is part of his brainchild. So apparently Universal Studios or Universal uh, Monsters is letting him do this, but the reason why you're getting this stuff through Hasbro is because Skybound has a deal with them. Okay. That's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, it <laughs> yeah, it was just really surprising because I I don't I didn't remember that Transformers series being announced at all. Yeah. Um, and then also it was up for pre-order, and I saw it with the Dracula one on the on their solicitations. And I was like, guess I gotta get this. <laughs> so yeah, 
uh, so check those both out. Uh, they're both out for pre-order in October. So that's awesome. Okay. Um, this next one, Ministry of Compliance uh, from John Ridley and artist Stefano Raphael. Uh, <laughs> I I was already on board for this when it was announced, and I have this pre-ordered. I think I shared it with you. This looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, anytime you, you throw in magic and spy and action, like, come on, man. Yeah. And John Ridley. I mean, great, exactly. great writer. So I'm in. Exactly. Uh, as they say here, the last Ronin is coming back for a second slice. Uh, it's well, well played. Uh, but the popularity of the last Ronin has not only brought on a second series already, the lost years, action figures and more, but we are going to get a continuation of the story that was told in the first series. And I'm really excited to rock that out. Yeah, Last Ronin 2, re-evolution. <laughs> so it takes place with the... Did you read Last Ronin? Yeah. Okay, so the four new turtles that were introduced in there, training under Casey Jones's daughter as their sensei and trying to rebuild New York City. Great idea. Eastman and Laird are back. Generations. I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? I think that comic books are about new generations of of characters and this is yeah. a smart way to do it smart smart idea so very excited um and then last up in comic book news this is this is big right so image comics has pulled their bookstore sales from diamond and going with simon schuster one more notch in the negativity tree of of diamond and they're losing their monopoly so what do you think about this as an overall book book deal um it yeah so their big books are gonna go that way okay yes. and lunar is still putting them out over their singles their week okay yep. yeah i think uh i think it's it's they obviously had a big issue because they had you know i we'll see this is probably okay yeah, I mean, it's it. We've talked about this. Uh, the there needs to be more hands in the pot, right? Period. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, can you talk on this a little bit? The Lionsgate buying E one. Yeah. So this is another one of those wild things. So Hasbro's film department is called E one. Lionsgate bought their film department. So Dungeons and Dragons transformers monopoly that's coming out like everything <laughs> that hasbro owns as a toy they now lionsgate has the ability to who knows what they're gonna do with it you know people lionsgate was like new line until hunger games and then just like new line got lord of the rings they became legitimate legitimate after that so lionsgate is a big you know, they're not just the Saw movies and stuff like that. Like they were, this is a big thing. So it's huge. We'll see what this means, um, you know, for crossovers and, and everything else. But yeah, well, it, it has the uh, potential to be pretty big. Right. And also now they're they're going to have to compete with what Mattel is going to be doing after their success with Barbie and their idea to make this cinematic world. I mean, it doesn't have to be connected. But all of a sudden, you have all this new interest in making these other Mattel properties, 
and and trying to copy this Barbie formula. So we'll we'll might see some competition here from that. Yeah. Uh, TV streaming news. This this is big news for me. Uh, you shared this because you know we're not only big anime fans, but I I I've, in my opinion, Cowboy Bebop is is one of the best. Um, just the feel, the animation, the balance of characters. Um, I think it was really well done, and I always wished for more. Um, oh, not to mention the music, which <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of similarities here with Lazarus, which uh, will be from the creator of Bo- Cowboy Bebop and um, also the John Wick uh, action sequences, apparently. So the trailer was a little lackluster. I don't care because um, <laughs> I just I'm I'm ready to watch this. I mean, even the Lazarus Lazarus uh, logo is very Cowboy Bebop-y. So does this exist with the same world even? I I don't know what this means. Yeah, the trailer didn't help. That's for sure. Um, I need to see another. I need to see more. The music was awesome, you know. So for that, really, really exciting. Um, but I need to. I need to see a bit more. Yes, agreed. Uh, Motu Revolution is on its way to Netflix sooner than later. Uh, we know that the horde is coming, and we also know now that Keith David will be voicing Hordak, which to me is great. <laughs> So, yeah, that's 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 the news. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Yeah, great news. Um, We've been sharing from the Nacelle company uh, that they were doing those biker mice from Mars action figures. Well, guess what? Now Ryan Reynolds will be co-producing with Nacelle uh, biker mice from Mars animated series. Yeah, this is weird. It's great. I mean, you know what? I'll take that back. After seeing what Seth Rogen did with this yeah. Turtles movie, like these guys, some of these guys are us just with a lot more money and influence. So, yeah, the Seth Rogen when I, you know, that movie is <laughs> it, you. OK, in some ways, it's the best Turtles thing that we've seen. The first movie live action movie will always probably be number one. Um, but this this is really good. And you definitely felt like a kid again. So. Yeah, sure. Let's see what biker mice. Apparently, Ryan Reynolds is more into that. And, you know, let's find out what that looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you mentioned Mayhem. Speaking of, uh, not only is it going to get a sequel, but the announcement of a TV series is coming. Those brothers green are coming back to the small screen. And why not make it based in that world? Why not just build out that whole universe? Yep. I'm down. Makes sense. Um, over in movie news, Greta Gerwig will be directing two new Narnia films. I don't, I don't know how I really feel about it. I don't, I don't know. I just always feel like it was such a mess with what Disney did, uh, and choppy and they, uh, like, yes, those movies started, they came out here and there, but what, what does this even mean? Uh, do people want more Narnia? I, I don't know. Is I it think just, it's an... Yeah, I mean, I think it's just one of those things that they should do more with. You know what I mean? It started off really strong, and then that third movie like just tanked it. And I don't know why. You know what I mean? Like, it's when you go and sign up for one of these things, they're not all gonna hit. Like, it's very rare that you get every Harry Potter making more money than the last. You know what I mean? Like, that's lightning in a bottle. Like, 
if you're going and doing a giant multi, you know, what is it? Seven books, like mm. strap yourself in. They're not all going to be great. <laughs> well, that, well, then the argument is even after that third film, they made other ones, right? So they made no. maybe the fourth. I thought they made like Silver Chair and Prince Caspian and stuff. They just made one. Um, no, print. It was Lion Witch and Wardrobe, Prince Caspian, and then the next one, which is either the nephew's magician, magician's nephew, or Silver Chair, whichever. They only made only three. three. Yeah. So, so then, why not make a show? Yeah. You know, like why not make a show then where you can cover more than you can do in those two hour, two hour periods? You can just make it into eight episodes or whatever, put some money into it and try something that you haven't tried before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I look back to, I think it was the made for TV line, the witch and wardrobe but back on PBS, which I loved, you know, it was like mm-hmm. a two parter. So you span it out into longer storytelling, maybe make fans happier. I don't, I don't know. Um, so Barbie did well. And there's news that Motu is now on a fast track to do something different, which looks like probably back on the big screen again. So it's being bounced back and forth because uh, the movie at Netflix is dead after putting at least 30 million, as they say here in this article. Um, what do you what do you think about this cinematic Mattel universe? Does it, it doesn't make any sense to me? Um, why? Why does Motu have such a hard time getting off the ground? I think it's hard. Like the thing about Barbie, which I think is so successful, is that it really has crossover with both male and female audiences. Like the message in the movie is very much like we should all just be, (laughs) you know, on the same page. So I think that putting you know this hulking male (laughs) muscled man in the screen like you're gonna really have to do it in a way that doesn't offend a bunch of people and you you know what i mean like do people want a beast master type of person anymore other than like us like barbie made over a it's over a billion dollars right now that doesn't come from us you know what I mean? That comes from everybody in the world being into this thing. So I think that's the hard part with Masters of the Universe is like you want this mega hit and a mega franchise, but like, are you going to be able to do it with this be muscled man that really only applies to boys, you know, or male presenting people? And a squabbling fan base. Which exactly. So it's like it we're not like enough to make it a billion dollars. So is it worth it? Right. When you watch Revolution or Revelations and now Revolution, I mean, I love it. But then yeah. you got you got haters out there that continue to like poop on it for making certain changes and, and making it more accessible and whatnot. So how do you how can you even put trust into putting millions of dollars into a movie that may fail, especially when right. all these movies are failing that shouldn't be failing in theaters? And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, people do want to go to the movies. They're going to go see non-comic book movies because is this bubble bursting is this genre bubble bursting i don't know um barbie was just weird enough to attract a lot of people plus the fan base since what 30s 40s so i i I don't know um i just don't see a motu movie happening ever ever so we will see 
Um, Michael J. White, Michael Jai White uh, will be directing and starring in The Outlaw Johnny Black. I am not super familiar with any of this, but I love him. I, yeah, actor, that's, so. that's it. It's a Western. Michael yep. J. White, we support him. Actually, I'm going to leave the trailer in there. You guys can watch it. Exactly. exactly. It's coming out soon. Um, Birth Rebirth is a Frankenstein-inspired Shudder original. Uh, we're both big, um, you know, Frankenstein fans, and I think that this um, this could do well, seeing that it's going to that streaming service. I wanna, I actually wanna restart my Shutter subscription this fall, you know, to catch up on a lot of stuff that's come out. So, um, what do you, what do you think about this? You with the Frankenstein tattoo? I, yeah, I like it. You know, this childish childless morgue technician uh binds together with this reanimated girl you know what i mean like she's a she wants a child so which obviously we'll see what that means and all that but yeah i like when you can play within a a known franchise or a known ip and you twist it on its head and you change it around so you know i think it's really rad what's also really rad is this the Monkey King trailer, which I haven't watched yet, um, yeah. coming to Netflix. I, you know, the the Monkey King concept has been more and more popular right now in in uh, pop culture, and for good reason. Uh, ancient <laughs> ancient story from you know such a big civilized like big civilization um, and and culture. So I need I need to be checking this out. My Netflix has been shut <laughs> shut off as of late, and um, this kind of stuff makes me want to you know restart it yeah you know i was i was talking about this with sievage the other day and which ones we keep and netflix is consistent enough for me that i keep it like every time i think about turning it off something comes out like i still want to watch that nimona um i don't know if you ever saw sea beast from last year i didn't i need to it's awesome so like there's a lot of you know hidden gems in there um especially in animation uh that it keeps me it keeps me there um and this looks great awesome um and then last up talk to me uh just dropped last week right yeah so so already made a bunch of money um a24 again so they just announced the sequel today talk to the number two me you know that's funny Look who's talking to. Exactly. Oh God, such such clever witness. Yeah, I, I need to check this out. I think that A twenty four has been doing some really good thrillers and and horror movies and whatnot. So, um, great stuff. And yeah. then, uh, gaming news. Let's just get through this because there's there's been a lot as well. Uh, but of note, Blade Runner twenty thirty three Labyrinth. Uh, which will be the first Blade Runner game in 25 years. I think I just, I think I just downloaded that one from the late 90s. Uh, my Switch because they remastered it horribly. Uh, but this is a this is a this is a franchise that I don't understand why it doesn't have more uh, things like this. Uh, well, other you know other things adapt from it, homage to it. Um, you know I. I want more Blade Runner stuff. I think that with the series coming, I've lo- you know, I, I love that world. So I'd, I'd love to see more from it. 
Yeah, and I just I agree. Um, I just wanted to say the lead game designer Chelsea Hash. Uh, she worked on Radiohead's interactive game for Kid A, um, and also What Remains of Edith Finch, which my wife and I played, and it was excellent and weird, a little creepy at times, and so that makes me more excited to step into the step into this game, see what's going on. Plus, the music will be awesome. Sounds good. Um, Blast from the Past, the Gex trilogy has been announced for Switch. <laughs> Uh, I think that they're doing a really cool job with a lot of these old games and bringing them back as, um, you know, remasters and whatnot. And this is one that I remember playing a lot of. I, you know, I, I'm excited for this. Um, there was another, there's another game that they're doing a big anthology from too. So keep bringing these to the Switch because I think that's the perfect console to yeah, put them on. Exactly. You know, so very cool. Uh invincible returns this fall with season two right uh but ubisoft has announced invincible video game yeah i don't know what that means kind of don't care i hope it's in actually the animation style to be honest with you i think that'd be kind of fun but i'm i'm gonna play it you know what i mean like i i I really need to read that series that's probably my next like big thing to read uh and then also another series that we love is borderlands and seemingly there's a new i guess take on the whole um series coming up with an interactive streaming series uh called echo vision live now i'm not super familiar with what this is did you read into it at all yeah it kind of sounds like it, it almost sounds like a game you would play like at a bar or something so like everyone's together deciding things you know and, and changing the environment so um you know this group ends up stranded in gray water junctions and will they become one of the future vault hunters so yeah it seems like an interactive multiplayer experience in a, in a unique way so you know try it out remember like nightmare like the vhs game yeah yep so like that but like on tv Hey, I mean, yeah. why not try? These I guess things? that was on TV, but you know what I mean? Like now, like streaming. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing about it is a lot of these interactive video games um, are either hit or miss, right? Like these horror ones yeah. where it's everybody against the killer or whatever. It's up and down. So I would like to see them try different multiplayer gaming types uh, because not not all multiplayer games are are created equal to begin with, nor do yep. I actually like playing video games with a lot of people. Uh, so the try different things, like different ways of presenting these these stories and whatnot through cooperative play or whatever. So, yeah, it's worth trying out. Yeah, exactly. Um, Magic the Gathering, which has done multiple crossover events with other, I guess, franchises, has announced. A few new ones, including um, Final Fantasy, Fallout, and Assassin's Creed. So look forward to special cards from all of that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say is also Jurassic Park. Yeah, so that one already came out, right? <laughs> yeah, in November, in November. Like, yeah. that's so crazy. I read that too, and I was like, what did they do? Di- the dinosaurs from it, right? Like, 
Yeah, I guess. Very cool. Right. Yeah. Um, so, like, for example, like the Assassin's Creed one will have locations from the video games and right. Or so I, I love to see this. I'm not a big. I'm not gonna go out and buy these because I've I've had to not <laughs> stop myself from doing so. But good it idea. would be fun on Arena, right? So it's yeah. a good way to try it out or at least take a look at what they're trying to accomplish here. Very cool. Like Final Fantasy magic. Exactly. Um, Street Fighter Six has been getting rave reviews uh, as one of the best entries in the franchise. Uh, A great new approach to it. I actually want to check it out. I'm not a huge fighting game fan, uh, but there are hits. um, And, you know, I give this a try. But uh, Ninja Turtles, who are actually doing a comic book crossover with Street Fighter right now as well, uh, will be coming to the game. So very excited to see this, including costumes, emotes, skin pieces, sounds, and more. Sounds awesome. (laughs) I mean, like, that's it. Like, I don't know anything about this game. You know, I haven't played a Street Fighter in 30 years, but I do love Turtles. So there's that, like the Mortal Kombat Turtles edition. That was cool. Yeah, I I actually just bought the Injustice 2 expansion packs for super cheap mm, yeah. weeks ago. Um, and that Plane is the Turtles is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Injustice, so, that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Switching between the, it's really cool. Um, last up in gaming news, Small Soldiers, uh, which such a cool movie uh we're looking at a really cool fan reboot uh right here just kind of a a fun thing and i think that uh it was ahead of its time (laughs) honestly and i would love to see more from that world yeah this is sure you know war for necron um i this should be an interesting thing we don't even know anything about it you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the game is going to happen, but pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just what I mean, if it's, it was popular, then as usual, why not try to bring it back now? That's it. And what time is it? It is the Pursuit of Plastic. All right, action figure enthusiasts and toy hunters out there, this is the pursuit of plastic. Uh, Borderlands collectibles are always a hot thing for us, and I think that you showed me this, these Skag plushies. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a cute thing. You know, it's funny, I should have taken a picture, um, but someone had like a little psycho plushie hanging off the bottom of their car today. So ah. a lot of Borderlands full circle moments today, I guess. That's awesome. That's that's actually one of the cool things to actually hang off your car, in my opinion. If you're gonna hang things off your car, besides truck nuts, but yeah. Um, speaking of truck nuts, Vince Vaughn has just co-created his own 1980s inspired action hero toy line. Um, this, what is this called? Um, the star the Star Striker Bandits, featuring everyone's favorite hero, Flint Star Striker. So this, I love when they do this kind of weird stuff where it's like, it's new, but they're introducing it as something that could have existed back in the day. Yeah, it's a weird thing. You know, they made a whole cartoon commercial <laughs> for it. Like, it's just, you know, it kind of looks like Norm MacDonald. Um, 
Yeah, it's sure. Hey, Vince Vaughn, Ryan Reynolds, you guys do what you need to do. Keep keep the toy dreams alive. <laughs> what scale is this? Like one six scale? Like the old GI Joe? Like the one of them is going to be one six, and that's the expensive one. But then okay. I think there might be like a little one. Oh, like the one eighteenth and stuff like that. Yeah, the expensive one is like two something. Jesus. Or one no one seventy five one seventy five. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. Um, next up in Hasbro news, uh, we knew this Hasbro um, Haslab Star Wars project was out of the way. Uh, I had this on the show for probably it was probably the first thing I put on these show notes back when I started it. But mm-hmm. it was announced right before San Diego Comic Con that the ghost, which people were assuming it was uh, from Ahsoka was going to be it and it is uh, at $500 it's already funded uh they're really working right now to unlock the other Re- rebels characters uh in the vintage collection size like this is the 118th scale version of course but it's awesome um and i wish that you know i was rich and could afford this and display it and whatnot because <laughs> i love that they did the, they did special uh action figures for it and more so yeah, this this is I don't know what I'm going to do about this <laughs> because even like the figures look like the cartoon. You know what I mean? Like they don't really look <laughs> like human figures in a good way. I just <laughs> man, which is kind of the reverse of what they've been doing with Black Series. Excuse me. Right, right. This is why, you know, that one hot toy that I have of Ahsoka that I love, it looks like it could be a so you know, Rosario Dawson, but it also looked like the Clone Wars version. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks like that weird human amalgamation. But yeah, I don't I don't want to spend five hundred dollars, but I also want it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's like, is it going to sit in a box? Is it going to? Yeah, right. Am I going to just sell it? Because right. it's going to be worth double that. Exactly. Um, so anyways, it's still, you know, you still back it, help it reach its final like stretch goals and, and whatnot. So awesome stuff. Um, another thing of note from San Diego Comic-Con was this the Force Unleashed um, pack, three pack with Starkiller, two Stormtroopers, rebuild the scene from the front of the video game box whatever uh super expensive um in my opinion yeah it comes with cool effects and whatnot but when you're selling three figures for like 110 120 bucks i just i don't get it i'm excited because i know star killer is going to be headed to a regular release um in that scale and i'll definitely pick that one up but it's cool that it's coming it's kind of weird that it's taken this long um to get you know, this gaming greats version of the character. Yeah, the way that they did it, it was weird. You know what I mean? And like, I can't even see it online. I don't even know if it looks like Sam Witwer. I think it didn't look that great either. It's it's not horrible. Um, but maybe, you know, these days you would think that it would be 10 times, you know, better than it could ever be like, why aren't you using his face? Why aren't you doing, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, I don't know if that was like a mock-up that they showed us, you know, originally. So um, nonetheless, I think that 
that's a character that a lot of people love and that it's finally time to stop making the four inch figures over and over again of the same one and give us, you know, a 112 version. Right. Exactly. Uh, Mattel news uh, with like we've been talking about revolution coming. One of the main villains is Motherboard, who was mentioned a lot during Revelations. Um, And they, you know, for Mattel Creations, they put out a special figure of her. Uh, It was a pretty amazing figure. Uh, It's still up for order right now. People are receiving it. Uh, as part of the socials and um you know i just i'm i'm excited for this show i don't need any more revelation revolution figures though (laughs) okay (laughs) it's a great figure though if you need it yeah yeah it's great it's huge it's 12 inches it's like super wide um yeah more um i'm just gonna run through the announcements from san diego comic-con because they are of note um including uh more new Eternia figures, uh Trap Jaw, Man at Arms, um, Snout Spout, a lot of cool ones that I love that I love the new Eternia series. I I'm not, you know, I I don't know which was better, this versus classics. I think that they both have things to note, but they look great. Um yeah. and they're doing some really cool versions where they do the classic version and then they give you some accessories to kind of build a new Eternia version, which is great. Um from Revolution, we have we have Tila Sorceress, uh, we have Mechanica, mech, like motherboarded Skeletor. Uh, yep. So we got some. <laughs> we knew this was coming, but it's um, Skeletech. That's that's the name. Um, but we're also getting more movie figures from the '80s movie, uh, including Evil Lynn and Gildor, uh, which strangely Gildor is being packed with Orko from Revelations Revolution. Yeah, that's like a weird cop out. They just put a different color. It's very stupid. But the Evil Lynn and was it Guild Gwildor? Gwildor. Yeah. Um, yeah, they look great. Like, talk about a 180 from Hasbro sculpting. Like, these are really good. Yeah, and it's just like there was a lot of ones that uh, the previous line couldn't get to. And yeah. So, like, Super 7 did, you know, He Man Skeletor with. The intention of doing more movie figures and they just couldn't do it so yeah here's mattel um awesome uh jungle Over mcfarland news toys this is this is a big thing and you are actually pretty successful with it is the equal um i guess i'm gonna call it opportunity <laughs> pre pre-order um lottery system it's called run fair uh and you create an eql account you put in for the figure that's up. It's usually a variant, uh, low produced variant, gold series, platinum series, whatever. San Diego Comic Con exclusive, which I was in the impression that you could only get if you were at the show. But what happened? Casey? But I didn't listen to you. <laughs> I tried anyway. I'm glad that I did it because I didn't want to waste my opportunities. Because when you don't win, like we did with the Jay Garrick and the Mr. Freeze, you get you get pushed more to the top, more opportunity to win the next ones. So it's pretty awesome. So I probably won't get the next one. Maybe not, but it gave you more opportunity to get that Nightfall Batman that you want. Which I did, which I was hoping. So now I just need a Bane so I can recreate that lovely scene. Yes, yes, exactly. Good luck with that Bane. 
Um, I think it's a really great opportunity because, yeah, scalper, scalpers are everywhere. Uh, yeah, and F scalpers. Yeah, McFarland has cut back on their production numbers uh, from what I've seen, and it's becoming much more of a collector line, and I'm happy to see that. But how do you get your hands on things? Well, McFarland has answered the complaints, and that's the one thing about Todd McFarland is what he does to put figures in people's hands and, and do what's right. Um, two figures of note, classic Riddler and Catman. Uh, I ordered both of those from the McFarland site. I think that I was really surprised by the Catman. I, I was happy to see, it. I think Catman is a great character, classic Riddler from superpowers line, basically yeah. and back in the yeah. old days. Um, another great version of the character. So, uh, the more that he does going back instead of just doing these, these modern figures, which I love, He's now starting to like dibble and dabble in classic looks. Yeah, I again another great choice, <laughs> Catman, that came out of left field, and I'm happy with it. Absolutely, soft goods, soft goods. Uh, the Batman six pack was put up put up for pre order in this past month, sold out pretty much everywhere. Uh, <laughs> but it did answer the question of what they were going to do, and they they did it. So we have. We have the Keaton, we have um, Bale and um, Pattinson, Kilmer. which were already made, right? And so yep. now we're getting Kilmer and Clooney, which that was the big question. Um, and we've been getting these teases of this Batman and Robin Build-A-Figure wave, which was also announced at Comic-Con. So it, it makes sense, but I really didn't know if we are going to get a Kilmer and Clooney figure. I'm happy. No, absolutely that did not think that. <laughs> and as much as, as much as, you know, Batman and Robin's a bad film, um the character designs in that were too shabby honestly um and so we'll be getting a build a figure and i think the build a figure is mr freeze uh where i thought they were going to cheap out and do bane which they didn't which was great because we'll be getting um arnold's mr freeze along with uma thurman's poison ivy as well so okay good lineup yeah yeah go watch that movie and someday yeah or not um <laughs> funko which we you know, I I don't talk about too much on here, um, but you put this of note as the interview with a vampire pops, uh, the WB 100, uh, you know, anniversary is is all around us. And this is a part of it. And I really hoped for other companies that take part in this, maybe like McFarland. But, you know, pops yeah. are hit or miss. What do you yeah, think? I, you know. I don't care about pops for the most part. The only reason why I am getting these is because no other things exist. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, just like Castlevania, like our offerings were the DST versions, which are not up to par in my opinion. You have the NECA versions, which are astronomically overpriced at this point. You know what I mean? And, so yeah, I just I want to be able to support this thing that I like and show off that I like it, but this is all I can get. <laughs> right. I mean, here I am with pops behind me, and I have a bunch of pops that I just put up on eBay, which I don't want anymore. Um, but I do hold on to ones that I like. Uh, that, like you said, if if you're not going to have a license with other companies and and make more realistic looking figures, where else am I going to get a Dio figure? Right. So that's it. That's the um, question everyone wants to know. <laughs> and they should be asking, right? Um, 
we talked a little bit about Haya and doing the MonsterVerse figures from you know Godzilla and the Kong movies, but we're also going to be getting classic Godzilla. And I think this is a great scale, as we mentioned before, if you want to do dioramas and more um, of your favorite MonsterVerse. And here's another addition to it. Yeah, that's it. Like, Haya's meant for, I think that's it, dioramas. You know what I mean? I think you've nailed it on the head with that one. Like, this would be perfect in a diorama. Build yourself a city. Have this thing smashed through it. <laughs> yep, yep. I will admit that I just pre-ordered those two Kelvinverse Star Trek figures, um, the oh, McCoy and the Kirk, okay. Okay. because I'm very disturbed in the fact that Star Trek figures are very weird. Um, it's like they start a line, they drop it. Uh, and I'll we'll be talking about the Super 7 right now, actually, because like they're doing this Next Generation series very weird like pre-orders and now yeah, they've actually just... canceled the guy figure which is uh, you know i actually canceled mine because i'm isn't just she like popular isn't it like well okay. she is and she's not i mean it's like i think that they they did their classic thing where it's like oh let's put a couple of figures that people want a couple of yeah, figures that people it. might yeah, not want so, so it is um and playmates seemingly is not going to be doing more of those re-releases of the old figures to who has who has the rights? I mean, EXO, whatever, is banging out those one-sixth museum-quality figures of all these characters that you would think, like, there must be such a huge right. market for one-sixth figures. Right. Or, like, upper-tier collectors that these things exist there. But what about the mid, mid-tier collectors? So I'm sure I'll be left with a half-assembled team of across many different toy lines. Anyway. Sounds like it. <laughs> Something that was being teased that we talked about, I think, on the last show, and was now is uh, a fully fledged crowdfunding event is the Cat Slayer from Thundercats. Uh, the one they call it the one seventh scale. It's not true, uh, but it is going to be in the uh, scale of their Thundercats classics that they've been doing. It's freaking huge. If you look at it compared to even the Thunder Tank, which is freaking huge, um, it's 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 cool it is more based around like building it out with accessories um and and kind of making those uh, the open i would say diorama look but then again i mean the mass scale of this thing and the price of it is not too bad when when compared to something like eternia um i don't know i just i I didn't think this was going to be popular but it it is wrong i'm always glad to be wrong I'm always glad to be wrong in that especially regard, when it comes so. to this but yeah i mean it's beautiful it's insanely massive it's extremely expensive but hey i'm not buying it but people are yeah i mean it's cheaper than i thought it would be you know so yeah man but uh next up at neca news dinosaurs two pack uh are one of the best shows from the 90s jim henson designs all of that i <laughs> Go get your Earl and Baby Dinosaur two pack to live those nostalgic dreams of yours of talking dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, you know it's they look great. If you're in, if you still hold on to dinosaurs in your heart, then go right ahead. This is, as you should. Th- these are the ones for you. <laughs> as you should. Um, last Ronin uh, figures are are coming in hot and heavy. And I, I'm just more and more tempted to get them all, at least the four brothers. But we got preview of Raphael. You know, we're going to be getting Donatello and Leonardo soon as well. 
um, Karai, and also Footbot from the series. Uh, all great, cool designs. Yep. That's it. I will own them all because I'm insane for these turtles. <laughs> Turtle power. That's it. They got me. <laughs> uh, last of NECA uh, has been doing the Flash Gordon figures through several different iterations, uh, comic books and more. But I've been on the holdout because I was hoping they would do actual movie figures, uh, which I love that film. And it was announced. So they're going to be doing Flash ming and volco and that volco figure is straight up hawkman <laughs> goodness yep. uh these all look great um and i've already pre-ordered them all that tracks yeah that doesn't surprise me doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> uh, and it shouldn't no not at all uh lego news we talked about the ghost their ghost is coming back in lego form it's one of the most sought after legos that's ever i mean it's well over a thousand dollars right now if you're trying to get on a secondary market but now we're going to get the ahsoka version which i think they're making them in smaller scale now uh unfortunately you know a little cost cost effective for them more expensive for us but we'll be getting that with mini figure versions of the characters from the show yikes okay yeah hey yeah that's it (laughs) the uh another thing that lego's been doing is these really neat like art things and this spider-man uh crawling out of this (laughs) crawling out of like the wall art i think is really neat uh if you're somebody who's into lego and kind of like alternative art these are the kind of things that i would be hanging on my wall you know i'm not gonna lie i don't like that neck swivel I get why it's there. I just think it looks gross, and therefore I won't get it because of that. Save yourself some money. There you go. Yeah, I just I don't I don't think it looks good. This next thing looks great, doesn't it? Disney's celebrating their hundredth anniversary. A lot of things have been coming out for it, including this uh, rebuild a classic movie camera. Um, it's a really neat. It comes with old school Mickey Mouse minifigures including walt disney minifigures so if you've been collecting a lot of these things oh also bambi and dumbo jeez so much stuff um so if if you're on that kick of the 100th anniversary this is a set to be on the lookout for the disney tribute camera yeah i think it just uh it looks awesome to me so <laughs> totally worth it absolutely uh mesco showed off some great stuff at comic-con I, I i wasn't sure if they were done with dc and like i told you every time i think i'm done they pull me right back in because this nightwing figure looks great and how can i deny buying a nightwing figure especially with soft you can't don't ever deny yourself a nightwing figure <laughs> and i won't and i won't and i just uh, so you did it i don't think it's not, up. It's not up yet Okay. Okay. It's just that it's that teaser. You know, it'll be about two years until it's out for pre-order. So, okay. That gotcha. um, to go along with their amazing-looking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four-pack, that's that's one thing that I'm just like, should I buy that? Um, with real leather skin feel and and more. But uh, the Mirage Studios um, homage, basically here we have Casey Jones's welcoming. 
and that just the tease of that looks awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing more promo promo picks. Yeah, I think I'm probably just gonna get that um get a four pack. <laughs> like seeing the pictures, I was like on the floor. They really did surprise me. Yeah. I, I didn't expect them to look that good. I don't know what I was thinking, but I think they look fantastic. Well, unlike you just said, Fantastic Four four pack, which <laughs> I wanted at first, but then I just after a while you just like the quality here and there is just is hit or miss. Um, and it's like yep. you can spend that much money on a four pack. Uh, kind of like we said with that Power Rangers one. It's just like you got to be careful because there are better options out there. Um, yeah, I agree. The Mask. Uh, this is another one. I just quirky, comic book character, like perfect for soft goods. Um, yeah. I want to see more of these too. I I'm tempted to order it because it it's just a. I think that this would be a really neat um, translation into this 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 line. Yeah, I'm. I don't know if you know. I don't know if I need a mask. You, right. That's the only thing. Like, there's the other options that I think would be amazing. I just don't know if it's the mask, but uh, it's cool that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they started what with like Judge Dredd, right? So a lot of yeah. the, their their line has been based upon these indie comic book characters, yeah. including yeah, now Ninja Turtles and more. So yep. I think that's it's cool that they've continued that and that Mezco seems to be trying to make a comeback uh, after all the issues with COVID and, and <laughs> supply chain and production. So I don't know. I'd love to give them another chance. So, uh, and also their Static Six statue series is pretty awesome most of the time. And this one is, again, is a big hit. Uh, it's Conan. I, they're expensive, but if I was going to buy them, you know, if I had the money to buy them, I would do it because I think this is a really cool display piece. It is. You know, when they when they launched it with that Doc Nocturnal, it's still awesome. And the thing about these is that they are interchangeable mm-hmm. and i've never seen another statue like this so like the price point like i was just looking i didn't even realize they did an elvira like <laughs> she's sitting on top of a tv screen you can change the screen out you can change her hands out like the faces it's it's kind of wild honestly well it solves that kind of i don't want to collect statues yeah action figure still guy, kind of a toy right? yeah exactly change up change up your display so. yeah man it's a badass statue, dude. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Um, let's get into the one sixth realm of things. Three zero, Cobra Commander. If I'm gonna buy, <laughs> if I'm gonna buy a GI Joe character, and it's not Snake Eyes, it's it's this guy. So I think this looks great. Soft goods, metallic stuff, all of it. Cobra Commander is a cool looking character, and it's been translated pretty well into into this scale. I mean, this is this is it. You know, I saw again, I was looking at pictures zoomed in what that soft goods look like. And yeah, unless Mezco wants to switch over and do, you know, one at that scale, like this is the best I've seen it. Have they done Cobra Commander yet? Mezco? I don't think so. It's Destro, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow and um, 
Duke or Roblox, I think. Mom, you know, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Three zero is knocking out of the park with they a are. lot of figures. They so really, really just, are. Good stuff. Um, and the last of Hot Toys, President Loki. It was teased a while back, but it's one of the, one of the coolest designs from all of those sure. uh, yeah. variants from the show. Um, you know, old old Loki is great too, but President Loki came straight out of the comics uh, with that look, and it makes a really cool hot toy. Yeah, I mean. Again, just epic. <laughs> yep. uh, uh, as far as Prey, the Predator movie that hit Hulu, that was so awesome. It's taken a while for these collectibles to kind of hit market, including the NECA one, which you know I pre-ordered. Um, but this this one six scale figure looks great. I think that's an awesome design. Uh, I think that they did a really good job with that, making them feral, uh, making them a little bit more adapted to fighting, you know, Native Americans and whatnot. So uh, very cool design uh, if you're a Predator 1-6 scale collector. This is a great Predator. You know, they changed the look enough to make it very unique. And it's just a really, it's a really cool idea. I, mm -hmm. I like this figure a lot. Absolutely. And then last up, uh, this has been kind of trickling out of out of Hot Toys is their deluxe designer series, I guess it's called. Uh, we've seen what we've seen the Joker from the Dark Knight, uh, along with a couple others. But it it's seemingly it's still Hot Toys one six scale, but they're they're putting more I guess detail into it more. I don't know, higher quality soft goods, accessories, and more. I Hot Toys was always such an awesomely designed series at that, you know, at, as their basic line. But this these deluxe runs, I I don't know if it's like a way to re release figures that people haven't gotten or or what. What do you what are your thoughts on this? I think that's it, man. You know, I think like they give you a little I think they do a new sculpt. You know what I mean? I think it is a new figure, but it's an update of the old figure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they're a little bit more expensive, too, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's kind of frustrating at the same time. Um, we talk about it a lot with, you know, cheaper figures. I mean, I guess, you know, when when it's been enough time, something's not available. You don't want to pay that secondary market price for new yeah. collectors. I mean, it makes sense to me. The argument is, from our side of it, is like, I invested already this much money into something and you just remade it. Um, which I get more frustrated with at this at this scale and this price, price point, point than anything. Right. But, I mean, to argue the other, you know, the other advantage is, you know, allowing new collectors to get caught up. So... Whatever the case is, so these look great, um, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to see what else they come up with. Um, from yeah, me too. <laughs> like Nightcrawler, <laughs> right? Jeez, oh, exactly, exactly. If if they ever release a Nightcrawler toy like that, I, I I'll get it day from one. X two, that one? No, they did not that like classic or like in the oh like outfit version, yeah. yeah. And then put a Banff base in there. I'll buy that. Day one with the sword. Anyway. I hear you. Podcast time. 
<laughs> it is. It is because this is this is the end of this this episode, and I am winded uh, from the <laughs> past month's worth of news. But Casey, where where can you find us? Oh my gosh, we are all over the internet at don't forget defatentertainment.com, defatent on the social medias, and um, wherever your podcast are heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is this is Casey saying go read your comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.